Welcome everyone to another episode of DM Truth and Tech. I'm Mario Alvarado. And I'm Daniel Escalante. We are super glad you could join in on the conversation for Church Talk today. We ask that you could please subscribe and rate us and also follow us on Twitter with our Twitter handle DM Truth Tech. Don't forget to check out our website at dmtruthtech.org where you can find all of our podcast notes, recommendations, and any of our contact info. All right, everyone. So uh, we're going to get started off here right away, trying to get to the point. Got a good talk coming in, a conversation trying to have here um, regarding uh, millennials, regarding evangelism, and yeah, I mean, we've talked about evangelism before, right, bro? I mean, I think mm-hmm. we had an episode yeah. about creative evangelism and stuff like that. But this this mm-hmm. brings it down more to a little, uh, to a more personal level, uh, a level where it's, I think, even more practical than just, uh, than talking like, in a church context of like programming and stuff like that, our conversation today leads more towards, you know, us personally with in our in relation to other people, right? Family members or just friends who yeah. are not Christian and stuff like that. So you actually sent me this um, article as you were searching in and I, I had seen another article that, that from the same partner group, um, mm-hmm. and they're, they're very closely related. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to share some, basically what the issue is, bro. And then we can start, you know, talking about it. Yeah. So it caught the article caught my attention, um, because, well, both of them kind of seem to say, you know, based off of research that the Barnett group has done, uh, recently that younger Christians, um, and millennials in, in, in specific in general also seem to be like they don't seem to know like where they stand when it comes to evangelism and even too much to the even so much to the point that it seems that they are opposing evangelism and so yeah that just caught my attention because um you know our church does put a lot of emphasis and and importance on evangelism and how we do it you know we we showcase you know all these creative ministries and we talk about all the ways that evangelism is happening um, and so it was just interesting to see that the research shows that there's a group that might be opposing it. And, um, and it's just, yeah, the articles go into, and it's very fascinating to know why. And so I guess a couple of questions that we can get into in this episode is just, you know, why is it that millennials seem to be opposing evangelism? Is it evangelism in general or just, um, a specific way that evangelism is done or, or a perspective that they have on evangelism that they're opposing? And so, uh, so yeah, stuff like that is what we're going to get into for sure. Definitely. And let me go into, uh, uh, piggybacking off of what you said, there's a quote in there in one of the articles, by the way, we'll link both articles we, there, the, you know, Barna basically does, they try to be as objective as possible and they provide yeah. us with like statistics, right? And of course they mm-hmm. also have their opinions. They'll, they'll interpret. And of course there's always some type of bias in any type of interpretation, um, but regardless of that, they're, they're, they're pretty much, they try to be objective. So uh, we're yes, working with yeah. that information, the statistics. And in one of their articles, it says, and I'm reading quote unquote, it says, younger Christians tend to be more personally aware of the cultural temperature around spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's true, man. Like, 
you know, if you mm-hmm. talk to, if you have friends outside of, you know, friends that aren't believers or even, even friends who are believers, it seems that there's always this type, we're aware of the temperature or, you know, how things can get heated, you know, around mm-hmm. when it comes to spiritual conversations. I remember that in Relevant Magazine once there was an article, I think it was last year towards December or th- yeah. towards Thanksgiving. It was talking, it was being, it was like a funny article and it was saying, you know, the things to make your, you know, top five or 10 conversations to make your Thanksgiving dinner awkward or something like that. And Oh, it, yes, it, yeah. It, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah, and then it said things like, you know, talk about, you know, Christianity and politics or stuff like that, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the basic concept around it is that millennials or young people know that speaking about spiritual things or religion can get heated, or not only heated, it's just, it, it sometimes it's my, it might even be looked at as awkward or at least they're aware of there's something there, right? It's not just a casual mm-hmm. thing. So this could be a good thing, but this I think could also be a bad thing or, or it could be, you know, either or, or both. Yeah. Um, because I think if, if you think, if you're aware of the temperature around these conversations, you might not want to have them at all. Exactly. And I think yeah. that takes you to an extreme where mm-hmm. then that other article comes in where millennials now are opposing evangelism because mm-hmm. check this out. In this article about millennials opposing evangelism, some think that it's not okay to share your faith with other people of other faith. Mm. And the, wow. the actual quote says, despite this, many millennials are unsure about the actual practice of evangelism. Almost half of millennials, and that's 47%, mm-hmm. almost half of millennials agree at least somewhat that it is wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in hopes that they will one day share the same faith. Mm, okay. So that's almost half of millennials saying evangelism. Yeah, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it. Um, so then, you know, <laughs> you ask these questions. So is evangelism still relevant today? Should, mm-hmm. should we not do it anymore? You know, um, mm-hmm. it seems that younger Christians tend to be more aware of the culture temperature around, but it's taking half of them at least or or close to half of them to the extreme of saying, yeah, maybe we should just not have this conversation with other people. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think like in, in that quote, it seems like the perspective that they have is, um, is like that very last part where it says that in hopes that they will one day share the same faith, Mm. you know, so it almost seems like evangelism in the sense of trying to convert or trying to, you know, make that person, um, you know, join your faith is kind of like the idea that they're opposed to. Yeah. Um, and that's always, I guess, kind of been kind of sticky, right? Like you want to share your faith, but then at the same time, you don't want to be pushy or, or even like judgmental or anything or come across as like, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. And I, and so I wonder if those are the concerns that are, you know, on people's minds so the, to the point where they're like, well, you know, what if we just didn't? <laughs> yeah. What if we just stayed away from, yeah, those kinds of talks. And, and, and what you're saying makes sense. The article also states that 
check this one out. Three out of five Christian millennials believe that people today are more likely than in the past to take offense mm-hmm. if they share their faith. That's 65% of Christian millennials. We're talking about Christian wow. millennials feel that yeah. 65% of them feel that people are going to take more offense today if you share their faith, if you share your faith. So mm-hmm. I guess that kind of leads up to the other 47% just saying, yeah, um, yeah, let's just not share it. Let's just, you know, and and I've heard this, bro. I mean, I've heard people, this is kind of the trend today, you know, respect people's stuff, respect their, Mm -hmm. respect who they are and respect that they have different beliefs in you. And I understand that we should respect. Now here comes my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I do believe that we should respect, but I think it comes down to defining what does evangelism mean and maybe it's not so much what we say, which does matter, mm-hmm. but I think what matters is also how we say it or how we do yes. evangelism. Exactly. Yeah. I think it comes down to, I would agree with you. It comes down to that lifestyle, which I think, um, which I think millennials put a lot more emphasis on than maybe past generations, past generations, you know, it, when they thought of evangelism you know they thought of like the evangelistic series the Mm -hmm. you know evangelistic crusades and things like that with the meetings Mm -hmm. going you know 10 days and things like that um but millennials seem to like be distancing themselves from that to a more personal type of evangelism where they might not even call it evangelism because of the connections it has with that type of thinking so in a way like they may still be involved in evangelism but don't really call it that you know because to them it's just oh i'm just being friends with this person or i'm just um you know hosting them in my home and we just have these conversations you know what i mean yeah like yeah like from our point point of view that's still evangelism friendship evangelism um but they might not call it that and i think it's important that we know what evangelism means because you're right they don't call it that even though it is that to a certain to a certain point and yes, the, my, what I have problem with this, um, with these findings is, okay, let's define evangelism, at least in our words, right? You know, as pastors, what, what do we think? I think evangelism is sharing the good news of the gospel. If we want to summarize it in mm-hmm. just a few words, right? It, yes, it, it, yeah. it entails more than yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think part of evangelism is discipling. See, the Bible calls us to disciple people. And Mm -hmm. it calls uh, Jesus actually commanded. He actually told us as we go, we must make disciples. We must baptize, you know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear that there is a calling. If you're a disciple of Jesus, there must be some type of evangelism and that evangelism can come in different ways. Exactly. And evangelism isn't just that one week like you said, that's not just that's not the only evangelism there is. And on top of that, bro, those weeks that were that would happen in the past, a lot of times, especially the prophecy weeks, those prophecy mm-hmm. weeks that the, we call evangelism were usually like they were based off attacking other denominations. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that was your case or your experience. I, I know it was my experience and it was the experience of a lot of people that if you belong to another mm-hmm. denomination, you have the mark of the beast. And you don't want to have the yeah, mark definitely. of the beast. So I was talking with someone, another young person, 
uh, a believer actually uh, not too long ago. And that young believer, that young millennial was telling me, when we think evangelism, we usually think attacking other denominations. Mm. So that makes sense. They've defined evangelism as proving someone wrong instead of sharing the good news. I think that makes exactly. all the difference, bro. I think that makes all the difference. Because yes, absolutely. I mean, how can you not share the good news either? Like I, I okay, I know people might take offense today and 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 we're going to get down to one of the uh another point that they give in the in this article which I think is super important and it basically sums up one of the solutions but I do have a problem with thinking we shouldn't do evangelism anymore or thinking that evangelism mm -hmm. is wrong I think evangelism is not mm -hmm. wrong I'm, I don't agree with this 47% yet I can empathize mm -hmm. with them because like you said I think they're defining evangelism in a way that is not biblical but yeah but that's our exactly. that's yes, been our fault exactly. <laughs> the church has done it that way so <laughs> yeah. that's all they know Exactly, yeah. But now, now, now let, let me let me continue saying something. Let, let, let's let's look at some solutions mm -hmm. then, because I think evangelism is still relevant. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely, yeah, I would agree with that. I think we still um, have to share because, yeah, because of what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely, it's the sharing. Evangelism is sharing the good news of the gospel. You know, and sharing what God has done for us. Um, both in terms of salvation and personally and, you know, everything like that. So, yeah, the essence of the gospel is good news. And why wouldn't you want to share good news? Yes. Um, so it's definitely relevant. It's definitely important. It's definitely something we should definitely still be engaged with. Um, I think the question that we're coming to now is just, so what does evangelism look like uh, for mm. millennials? And, you know, what are some solutions, you know, to, I guess, um, reinterpret how you know, uh, those participants in the study must see evangelism. Yeah. How to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, it's more, it's maybe it's not the problem. It's not what, although I think it is, mm -hmm. it's still part, right? I mean, I think people, there's still a lot of people in the church that, that talk about, they talk about not, you know, righteousness by faith, justification by faith. They'll talk about, you know, it's about being obedient, obedience to salvation. Of course it matters what I'm not saying it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. But once you have the, yeah. what, you need to make sure you know the how, right? And I think exactly, the yes. best example of the how was Jesus, was how did he do evangelism? Course, yeah. And Definitely. let me read one of, these, one of these quotes that we have on here uh, from an, one of the articles. It says, for instance, more than six in 10 non-Christians and lapsed Christians, so non-Christians, six out of 10 non-Christians and lapsed Christian, meaning those who were Christians before, right? They're not, they're not Christians anymore. Mm, yes. Yeah. So six out of yeah. 10, that's 62% say they would be open to talking about faith matters with someone who listens without judgment, mm -hmm. the top mm -hmm. quality they value. Yes. But only one third, that's 34%, only one third sees this trait, you know, the non, the non-judgmental trait, only yes. one third sees this trait in the Christians they know personally. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I think right there, <laughs> I think right there we see like the main issue too. 
you know so so we have like millennials that you know 47 percent and you know see that they don't want to share their beliefs with someone but then you have like these non-christians or lapsed christians that say they would be open to having conversations about that that's crazy but the key is yeah without judgment for sure wow you know popular i mean contrary to popular belief that people say well you know non-christians and lab christians they don't want to talk about christianity or they don't want to talk about religion mm. um 60 mm -hmm. that's more than half that's 62 percent mm -hmm. want to talk about it but they want to talk about it with someone who's not going to judge them for what they think Exactly. That's not going to quickly draw a conclusion and say, well, you're lost. Because out of those 62%, only one third see this trait, the non judgmental trait. They only see it in, they only, sorry again, one third see this trait in the Christians mm -hmm. they know personally. So out of that 100%, mm -hmm. there's only a third of them that know someone that won't judge them. The, mm -hmm. the, the rest of the, what is it? I'm not good at math, but the next uh, 60, uh, 66% percent don't know yeah. a Christian personally that won't judge them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's Christianity crazy. Christianity is, is unfortunately known for having that judgmental quality, you know? And um, I think we can even, I think going back even now to how we've done evangelism in the past, um, I think even that comes across as having some judgmental tones. To oh it. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bro. I mean, when we talk about come out of, come out of the, come out of Babylon, how do we go about that? How do we say that? You know, and, and I know LNG White and, and our pioneers, even they had this right saying that there's a mm -hmm. lot of people within these other denominations that, you know, will are going to come through, you know? So we shouldn't be saying, even there's a quote, even in, in, in the Sabbath school that I was talking about, we shouldn't be telling people now that they belong to the mark of the beast if they go to church on Sunday, that that's totally against what we speak. So you definitely, yeah. these judgmental tones have definitely existed in our evangelism. And given that this is not only talking about Seventh-day Adventists, this is talking about Christianity in general. Mm -hmm. These articles are talking about Christianity in general. I th I'm I'm tending to believe that these numbers are higher <laughs> and more disappointing within <laughs> our denomination. Yeah. And it it's concerning. We I think we have to know and define what evangelism is. And and even if you mm -hmm. include a week of evangelism as part of evangelism, it's how you go about it too during that week. Does that week exactly, have judgmental yes. tones? You know, the, exactly. How are you coming about through that, uh, through the message that people are listening to? Mm -hmm. Now let's bring it down to a personal level. Let's bring it down to a personal mm -hmm. level. The one of the article finishes off by saying this, however willing they may be, Christians' ability to witness for Christ may be impeded by the simple fact that they don't have meaningful relational connections with non-Christians or the conversational mm -hmm. skills necessary to talk meaningfully about faith. Mm, wow. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that hits it right on the mark. Yeah. You know, it comes down to, you know, being able to share your faith, especially with someone that isn't a Christian, um, that, you know, doesn't know a lot about the gospel or anything like that. Um, it's definitely a skill that can only be, I, I don't know how else to put it other than we're not going to we're not going to get to the level that Jesus was at if we don't practice. Mm. You know, Jesus, I see that he was always in the community. Yes. You know, always talking with someone, always talking with people. And so, um, you know, but then look at us today. And I think, you know, for many of us, for many Christians, the experience is like we don't have conversations about faith on any other day except for Saturdays when we were at church. Mm. Oh. You know, um, when we were at work, yeah. when we were at school, when we are you know, at the grocery store, those things don't happen. Yeah. Um, and it could be for a number of reasons. You know, maybe we're shy, maybe, you know. But again, that goes to what that quote says at the end, that many people lack the conversational skills necessary to talk meaningfully about faith. Yeah. So it's, you know, um, everyone should be able to talk about their faith in whatever context they find themselves in. Yeah. Um, but the fact that people don't have those skills, you know, that for me, like when I read that or when I hear that, it speaks to like a leadership, you know, thing there. It's like, what is it that we missed mm. that, you know, we mm-hmm. haven't been training people to be able to talk about their faith in a non-church setting? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then I think they just they just end up speaking about their faith in the way that they've been taught. And that usually includes a judgmental tone. Um, Even when you talk to family, bro, just, just for those who have grown up in the church, if you're listening, like how has your family done evangelism, quote unquote, with your own family members for your Mm, Catholic, for your Catholic, for your Catholic cousins or, Mm. or those it's, it's usually (laughs) an attacking tone. If you notice, it's usually, ooh, why do you have those idols? You know, God doesn't dwell upon dead things. You know what I'm saying? It's... Yes, yeah, exactly. Even with our own family members. So I know 47% agree that it's wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith. We're talking about Christian millennials. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that changes, but I think this is just an opinion, right? We'd have to look more into that study. Um, but I think that comes because we've we think that sharing one's faith with another means that you know we're going to attack them, and mm-hmm. I think it doesn't it shouldn't come off that way. We are called to share our faith. If we don't share our faith, then we're, how are we going to make disciples? How are we going to expand God's kingdom? To respect someone else's religion or someone else's belief, I think is part of the conversation. It's a necessary Mm -hmm. element, respect for someone else's beliefs, respect for Mm -hmm. what they want, but I mean, respect for what they believe in, but that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that I'm not going to share it with them. However, if I haven't even relayed, if I haven't even established relationship with them, if I haven't shown that I genuinely care for them, I think that's where a problem comes in, where I want to just share and let them know, hey, you know what? I don't know you, but Jesus loves you. Whatever you think you have or you believe is wrong. Throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. You need to believe in Jesus and you need to get baptized. 
I think that's what a lot of millennials might think evangelism is. And that's, I think that's where they think it's shared to one's, to share one's personal belief. I think that's where they think it's wrong. I don't think it's exactly, wrong yeah. as long as you generally show that you care for them and it's easier to exactly. share your faith. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough conversation. I think we have to really have this conversation um, as a church, as leaders, yeah. Um. Uh. For example, we're we're going to be opening small groups soon, and we're going through a training of how to do the small groups, and in that small mm-hmm. groups, we're actually having this conversation, and we're showing and we're saying, hey, it's a small group isn't just let me just give you information about the Bible. It's hey, I genuinely care for you. Let me show you what Jesus is doing in my life, and I want to live it out by you know, showing and caring for you because that's what, that's what God does in my life. And as you establish Mm -hmm. those relationships with people, you're sharing your faith, but it's not Mm -hmm. a, Hey, you know, you know, those Bible studies where, okay, uh, what is, what does the Bible say in this verse? What does the Bible say in this Mm -hmm. verse? Okay. Do you believe it? Okay. Here's sign, sign down here. And, 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 and and (laughs) if you believe it, sign that you believe it. And once you sign it, you automatically believe it. Right. It's like, no, yeah, that's, N- not evangelism in, in the Bible. Maybe evangelism mm-hmm. is establishing relationship and learning how to have meaningful and respectful conversations with other people from different faiths. Definitely, yeah. And I think I think adding to that, recognizing that um, everyone is on a journey of growth and it's a process, mm. right? So even though you might invite someone to accept Jesus or even sharing your faith, and let's say they do say accept, you know what? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I want to see, you know, what it's all about. Um, recognizing that it's going to take time, mm. you know, and so they might have some things that they're working on that um, they're not re- quite ready to give up yet, you know, and we have to be okay with that um, and just recognize that, okay, you know, right now they're not at that level and then being still being willing to work with them over time. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of fail to miss in our evangelistic approaches is the follow up. You know, we, you know, we do great, you know, during like the time of evangelism or the meetings or the reaping or whatever. And um, we get, you know, decisions, people make decisions, but we sometimes like where we falter is the follow up afterwards, you know, okay, Mm. so they've been baptized, you know, they've decided now how are they doing three months six months later yeah you know Um, oh wow and that's where a lot of people feel like you know what i came into this church and all of a sudden now nobody wants to talk to me i don't know where to go i don't know what to do um you know i have all these struggles but i have no one to turn to yeah you know and it just speaks to that like there wasn't that uh connection there from the beginning Wow. And for sure, yeah. And so uh, that's that's crazy, bro. Because I think, uh, what, what do you think about? We should have this topic, bro. <laughs> I just thought I just thought yeah. about having this topic. You just I think you've hit it too. Uh, evangelism usually that right? Okay, you got baptized, you're done. We we you. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. It's mm-hmm. when we are about to baptize somebody. You know, we usually read off like a list of like twelve things that they should accept, and it makes yes, it seem yeah. like those twelve things show or or you have to sign off on saying okay you're perfect um yes do yeah. you will you never ever do this again do you accept that never ever do this again don't so mm-hmm. it seems like right before they make the decision of getting baptized as if that's the end 
um, mm-hmm. we make them accept this long list. And if they're not ready yet, quote unquote ready, we say mm-hmm. they know you can't, you're not, you're not ready to be part of God's people. You're not ready to, you know, come into, you're basically not accepted by the father. I think that part of evangelism also hits millennials in a hard way. We're saying, wait a minute, you know, you know, if evangelism means that you have to be exactly perfect by the, before you get into the water, mm-hmm. then, then mm-hmm. we shouldn't do that. And like you said, people's journeys are exactly. different. People's journeys mm-hmm. are different. And baptism is only the beginning it's not the mm-hmm. end. And we talked about this in past podcasts where we say, what does your church have in store for the growth of your new members? That's part of it. Mm. If, yeah, if, if you just have, if it's just about Bible studies and someone gets baptized and then you, your church does not know what comes next, that just shows that your evangelism process is incomplete. It's mm-hmm. flawed and it could bring about problems and issues. So I don't know. That's just something to think about. Maybe we should talk about in one of our church talks about, you know, all those little yeah. things that we say, okay, do you do this? Do you accept this? Do you, you know, we read them a list as if like, you know, you're not going to smoke ever, ever in your life again. And it's like, wait a minute. What if someone is dealing with that? What if, mm-hmm. you know, I've known people who, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think, you know, our audience, our audience know where we're going with this. Um, what does the Bible teach us about that? So anyway, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finish us off, bro. If you want, you know, last words, finishing off here. For sure. Yeah. I think it would be a good to note. And this is uh, what came to my mind in uh, the ministry of healing page 143. Um, I'll have it linked in the notes so you guys can check it out. But I think a perfect way to summarize, you know, what we've been talking about today is that evangelism is still very relevant. It's still important and we have to engage with it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think in this book this part right here it sums it up perfectly it says that christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people Mm. the savior mingled with men as one who desired their good he showed his sympathy for them ministered to their needs and won their confidence then he bade them follow me Mm. i think right there is just exactly what we should strive towards when it comes to evangelism is modeling after jesus Yes. The heart of it is showing how much he cared for them. Then came the invitation to follow me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's great. We really appreciate you guys joining us again. um, You know, rate us, subscribe, you know, tell your friends about it. We're just trying to start a little bit conversation here so that you guys can keep it going in your local Mm -hmm. context and maybe give you some insight, you know, some different perspective and or or just, you know, motivate you to keep these conversations going or start them within your church context. Cause I think they're very important. Um, they're biblical and they're issues that we're dealing with today here, mm-hmm. especially over in this country, you know, but anyway, uh, again, thank you guys for joining us. We hope that you guys have an awesome uh, weekend mm-hmm. and we'll catch you guys here next week. <laughs>